When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hello, welcome back, tennis fans. Here we go. It's another podcast, but this time we're talking about two people who have now been inducted into the ATP 500 Club. That's right. Ugo Umber and Matteo Berrettini both making the well their first ATP 500 wins at the back end of last week. Fantastic stuff, mate. I love to see it, don't you? I think it's really good because it's coming at a time now. We're going into the grass court swing. We've had the first few grass court tournaments. And from what I've seen of it, I don't want to go off on a tangent too early doors. There doesn't seem to be anyone really taking a commanding lead on the grass, apart from these two here. Ugo Omba has looked amazing. And so has Berrettini. Uh, We've got Universal Human, shout out to you in the chat, helping us out a little bit, doing the notes for us. Uh, We've got... Umber seems to to be a force to be reckoned with on the grass. He beats third seed Zverev, uh, Sebastian Korda in quarters, um, Felix in the semis, and fourth seed Andre Rublev in the final. Look at them players. They're all really class tennis players, all of them. And you'd all expect them to do very well on this surface as well. Um, and Umber has just destroyed them. He's played so well. Uh, straight sets against Rublev in the final. I know you're probably going to bring up some of the route there and actually show us on the screen a bit yeah, more in, in depth, but I'll it's like, it from, he's just so good. He simply is good. And when we're going into an event like Wimbledon, I've been watching quite a bit of um, Eastbourne on the TV because they're showing it on BBC Two. I don't know if you've caught any of it, but I've got it while I'm working. I have it on in the background. And there's so many class top players who we've seen this clay court swing who you'd look at I did like an Iga Savantec. And you think, oh, they're so good, but they just seem they can't seem to play on the grass. They don't look that good at all. Heather Watson, no. I don't know if it's they're going on right now. I've just been watching it before this. She yeah, was four yeah. one up against us. She had the double break, and well, let's we'll talk about Heather Watson at the end because I've got plenty yeah. to say about her. She's got a clearly terrible mentality, um, but ultimately the top players yeah. are struggling on this surface because they've not played enough of it. So you no. look at saying Umber, this is a great opportunity for him, I think, to have a great run. You've got Federer's coming to the end of his career, not looking great. Nadal's pulled out. Obviously, Djokovic is going to be the man to stop, no doubts about it. But there's a big gap, I feel, for anyone really in the top 10 um, who I think they're beatable, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. And who go on but can beat anyone inside the top 10 on grass. Yeah. Well, uh, within reason, I think. Uh, I think don't get too carried away. I think Novak well, Djokovic... Zverev there. Look at that. I think Novak Djokovic would have a thing or two to say about that. I don't think anybody... I think you could beat a lot of uh, these top 10 players if it's their first matches on grass. I think once they've warmed up onto the surface, if there's a chance, there's obviously about two, three weeks. So there's not much chance. 
I think it's looking great, though. Umber, he got another win today. It was a tough fought one, especially after all those three set matches he had to play last week. There is, uh, well, one, two, three, four in a row, and then managed to get it done in straight sets, luckily, in the final. Yep. He, uh, he managed to overturn the defeat from the week before. I don't know if you just saw that just down there. Yep. He obviously lost to Felix the week before in straight sets, two tie breaks. Managed to overturn it this time. Very, very well played. Shows he's got resilience. Battle of the youngsters as well. Felix, yep. another good young player on the grass. Someone uh, people might want to watch out for this Wimbledon swing because I think he's won, he's got the game for it. And yep. the only thing he lacks is the mentality for finals. Well, Everything he got, else. He got to the final, didn't he, of Stuttgart, was it? The one before yeah, against Chilich. And then he lost the lost. final, but Chilich is a good, set, really yeah. good grass court player. But there's very few and far between. I'm not sure if there's many grass quarters, which means the young players who are very good have a really good shot at Wimbledon. And that's why yeah. I think uh, I agree with what Universal Cumin was saying at the start. I'm so excited for the Wimbledon draw. Saying here, cannot wait to see the Wimbledon draw. I know Djokovic is the favourite. I'm just curious about the other picks. It seems well, wide open. Medvedev number two. I couldn't agree more. I think this is going to be the most wide open Wimbledon we could potentially see. But then yep. on the other hand, I look at it from, from another perspective and just think, I don't understand how Djokovic doesn't win. Like, <laughs> yeah. You'd have to think something drastic has to happen for him not to win. But in terms of a player making a semi-final or final run without facing a Djokovic, it's wide open. It really so some, is. That can be a negative thing, though, going into a tournament like this when there's no pressure on somebody and all the expectation for Djokovic to win it. He might not. And you don't know. I mean, obviously, he's going to be a heavy favourite. Obviously, he's going to be most people's picks. But look at someone like Ugo Umber and how well he's playing at the moment. He's he's digging deep and he's finding results at the moment on grass. And he's one of the only players who's doing it. Yeah. We saw Berrettini, another one. And there's something... Uh, I mean, we can move over to Berrettini and show yeah. uh, how he yeah. did as well. We've got his, uh, obviously, one in Queens, which we yep. should be raving about probably a bit more. Um his... A little bit more comfortable, I'd say, yes, number in exactly. terms of he did it all in straight sets apart from uh, the final. Nori, yeah. yeah. And that was what I was going to say. When I watched him play a couple of those earlier matches, there's a notable difference between him hitting the ball and his opponent a lot of the time. Yeah. And they struggle because it whips off the surface. So he hits it so hard that they don't have time to even flick it back. It just goes into the net or it goes wide it's the serve it's... mate the serve and the first forehand after the serve is just unplayable at times and it begs the question which i was going to ask you uh, i wanted to save it for the podcast and Djokovic sure. going to be the big favorite for Wimbledon no doubts about that we both agree yeah. i think everyone in the chat you'd have to be a ridiculous hater not to believe that he's going to be a massive favorite or stupid yeah. um who is going to be the biggest threat to Djokovic because i physically can't pick a name there's not one player i look at um after not who I think, oh, they're going to be a real... Uh, watch out. I think he could really trouble him. I'm just not sure. I really am not sure. And if I had to pick a name based off what we've seen, it's difficult because we've not <laughs> seen Sitter pass on the grass. Exactly. Team, I don't know if you've seen him just now. He's 5-2 up against Manorino. I was watching the match retired, before here, and he retired with a wrist injury. Um, bad, I saw him dude. with the trainer who's looking at his wrist. Whether that means he's going to be out of Wimbledon, I'm not sure, but it's not looking good for Dominic Team. I wouldn't put him as a big threat for Wimbledon. No. Um, I know after all the things I said, you're probably looking at the man right here, Berrettini. I honestly yeah. looking at the looking at the at the draw, probably a Zverev, a Sitter pass, but then with 
we've not seen anything from Sid to pass. No, no, this is it. But well, we I based it think... off he, Wimbledon, who went out first round, didn't he, last year or, or 2019 when it happened? Um, mate, I think it's real, it's going to be hard to really put all of your money on Tsitsipas just based upon no, well, no match play on grass. And when I he did play in 2019, he lost. So it's very comfortably as well. I think it was against Fabiano, if I'm not mistaken. So right, it's just difficult to look at a body of work where you think, oh, they're going to really do well and that they're going to trouble. It could be a complete surprise package, like an Ugo on, but like a Berrettini, someone who's not as high ranked as, say, in the top 10. I think they're just outside of it. But could could really cause some damage. Maybe a Sinner or someone like that as well. But we've not seen him. He's got no experience on grass either. So that's it, mate. I mean, it's very, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? It's a very strange one for the men's. But I've I've been having a look at a, closely at a few players who've just been playing these tournaments. Obviously, there's one name you're forgetting. I don't know if anyone even considers him a threat at the moment. Roger Federer. He's going to be looking and thinking no one's really taking this on. He'll be using his experience more than anything. But for for pure form, Berrettini for me, he looks like he, he looks like the one who has the game to trouble some of the well, most of the other field. I'm not including Djokovic in that, but most of the other people on there. Who think, Federer? No, Berrettini. Berrettini, yeah, yeah. I think true. I think he is the one. Like I don't I don't think Federer would even trouble him right now playing the way he's playing. I think that Berrettini's got too much power, and I think his like you said his serving's great. He's a uh, if he gets his first serve going, then I think he's a tough match for anybody on yeah. the tour. And I'm not really sure. Like I'm looking down the list now. There's not many people on there that I can see might trouble him, which is really I think, strange. I think a good shout was from Universal Human, uh, Chilic, Marin Chilic. Watch out yeah, for him. I think so as well. I don't think you can discount him. He obviously won in Stuttgart, didn't he? Beating Felix in the final. He's got experience on it's this stage. Fin- finalist at Wimbledon before. Yep. Um, Grand Slam champion. He can do it. Exactly, mate. But I, I still think Sitipas. He could be a he could be one to watch on it if he turns up and he just warms up in the if he gets a nice draw and warms up in the first few rounds could could be a danger. But I, I honestly Ben think the likes of a Sitapas Verev, um, Medvedev, Rublev, they're the big guys who we always talk about yeah. on the tour. They're not none of them have really. I've looked at them and think, what well, mm, you know what they could do wow. something good. They yeah, could no wow factor. We're not seeing enough tournaments. Let's be honest. We've seen nah. maybe one of one game or one or one match or a few yeah. from from all of them. But I've just not seen anything what makes sort of puts them out as a threat for me, um, which yeah. is worrying. I know you can see someone who I've seen believe is coming to London. I don't know if you've seen this news. Nick Kyrgios. I saw a post Fantastic. today that he could be on his way to London. Which, if it's the case, then you'd think he's coming to London to play Wimbledon. But you never know with him. He might just be here to have a few beers oh. in a in a club somewhere <laughs> in London. <laughs> trolling people. Yeah, well, it could just be London. a whole a whole trolling thing from him. But if he's to come to Wimbledon, would you not say this is his best shot of winning Wimbledon? Because I oh, honestly yeah. would think it. I, th- I generally think it's his best shot. If he's on the other side to Djokovic, remember, he's, ne- he's got a, w- a favourable record against Djokovic. And remember, he only ever really struggles against Rafa at yeah. Wimbledon. It's when he normally meets Rafa, that's, the, that's when he comes. But he normally takes a set and... He comes a bit unstuck with these people who grind. But yep. if he doesn't face anyone who does that and he's got his big serve firing, who knows? I think big servers are 
definitely people you want to watch out for, like the bangers uh, saying here. Opelka, Query, your Isners. Yeah, they can. If they not so much them. Query. I don't think he's start, mate. He's not playing playing very well recently. Not the best. Discount him. Well, Vesely, I, I think that's a long shot as well. Uh, <laughs> I think his best days are behind yeah. him, unfortunately. Norrie, uh, I still think that he could make a good run. Gene's making a good point there. He'll be seeded at Wimbledon, apparently. So that's a really good for him. Well done to Cam. And I, I think that he... It's exciting, it's man. It's exciting. It's not a Wimbledon we're going into where the but options I, are endless. I feel like we always Dimitrov. say this with every tournament. But you go Dimitrov, I'm not so convinced, Reese. I'm not seeing enough from him on in just tennis in general. Roundish has pulled out. Oh, um, damn it. So I'm yeah, trying to, it, trying to clutch at straws. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> no, it, we got? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Good was semi finalists in uh, yeah. 2019. What about him? Yeah, potentially. I'd, I'd love to see. I think I've got him winning the event, which is I forget one he's playing, but the one he's playing in at the moment, I've got him Mule. winning. Um, is it Mjolka? Uh I think so. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But team right now, he's pulled out. Looks like he's not going to be out of the whole thing. But just so. to wrap up on these two, Ugo Umbert, Berrettini, congratulations to them. It's been super impressive. They've not just won, they've won comfortably. They've looked really good. Ugo Umbert probably playing, you could argue, better players because I think Felix, Rublev, Zverev, yeah. a, a young quarter as well, playing well. You've got to just, you've got to consider that as Quer- like world yeah. class and even Aquarian in three yeah. sets. Berrettini, I don't want to be disrespectful, but Andy Murray is not at the same level, <laughs> is he? I know you got a bit high on whatever, know, high on life on the last podcast, saying he's a dark horse for Wimbledon. Well, he's in Wimbledon as well, don't forget. He's a yeah, former champ. Nah, not for me, man. Not for me. Uh, You've got Dan Evans. He's not seemed to be, I don't know what he's doing since the clay. Since Monte Carlo against yeah. Djokovic, he's just not seemed to turn up. I know. Um, Tim, Cam Norrie's stealing, stealing the thunder for GB right now. He is the real man. He's the, the OG, mate. The real man on tour for GB flying the flag and talking about GB. I need to just talk about Heather Watson she because it, it, no, she lost. So. Ah. And I'm afraid, Ben, it's just simply not good enough. I was listening to the commentary and as much as it's British commentators, they're trying to big up the British uh, players. It was just infuriating me listening to it. You hear them cheering all of her good shots and they're talking, trying to come up with theories about, Oh, when, when she went up four one in the final set, they're yeah. talking like she's a world beater. Like, <laughs> oh, when Heather hits this form on centre court, not many people can stop her. And I'm just thinking, like, just steady on here. I've seen this before. <laughs> I've seen this before from her. I remember against Serena Williams at yeah. Wimbledon. She was all over her whenever, however many years ago. And we thought it was it's just too much hype. And even the people in the crowd, I saw them look going around. I think everyone's got to be 80 plus in there. I'll be surprised if there's anyone under 80 <laughs> years East old. Poor, mate. I told you. <laughs> a few of them are falling asleep there. So the atmosphere's not great. And they're just trying, they're like, they're just clapping just the British play. It just doesn't, the whole atmosphere just stinks to me, man. I think it just needs a revamp, the whole Probably thing. I don't even know who Eager is. I, I, was listening to the, I was listening to the commentary. I was watching the thing and it just was biased and it stunk. I didn't like it at all. I thought it was just dull. And then all of a sudden they just were speechless because Eager just started playing a bit better. And no offence, yeah. Eager was terrible as well. She wasn't very good, but she found the way just to win in the end because Heather Watson just started, she went 4-1 up and she thought, oh, you know what? I'm not going to try and hit winners anymore. I'm just going to start playing it safe and just try uh, and hold on to what I've got. It's just, too, it's just too nervy. It's too nervy. Yeah. Grow yeah. up. 
That's what I want to say. Just come on. Make a make a match of it. She's so good, Heather Watson, when she's striking through the ball and playing confidently. But when she's not, she's just she might as well not be there. She might as well just done what Dominic Team did and retire. Well, uh, it's sad to see Heather Watson. Hopefully she'll get a favourable draw for Wimbledon and we can see at least get through a few rounds. I don't want to see it, man. I don't want to see it because she's got a weak mentality. I'm sick of watching her because I, I, there's so much hope every time. I remember watching that Serena one, like willing her to win, willing her. She just lets you down all the time. She's oh, the mate, biggest uh, letdown there is. Welcome to Britain, mate. <laughs> Murray, we had many finals until we finally got it over the line. But that's what you get, mate. You support the Brits. Uh, you get taken around the uh, well, around the works, mate. It doesn't. There's no easy watch or watch along when there's a British person involved. Unfortunately, it's a uh, yeah. It's a it's a tough tough life even watching england football's the same mate so we're gonna have that pain later on so just get used to it get used to watching some something painful because you're gonna have another 90 minutes of it later on this evening which uh there's gonna be some paint drying i might watch instead of watching that not sure well i know yet. we did this uh podcast slightly earlier so we can catch england but i was having a look at the the group mate and it's actually better if england lose tonight i don't know if you've seen that in theory <laughs> if we finish third in the group so we've qualified now from the group if we finish third We'll get a better draw in the next one than finishing second or first. Um, I think if you if you is finish first, Fran- is it the French group or something? It, yeah, you will get against oh, Portugal no. and and, and <laughs> if, if you top the group, you get Portugal or whatever they're called. So <laughs> Germany, 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 Portugal or Germany. If you win the group, what a lovely reward that would France be. France or if uh, France are the third place, aren't they? Anyway, anyway en- enough about the the football. We've got uh, Christina here from Italy saying, "Grande Matteo." I really like Matteo's chances. I'm going to be going quite big this Wimbledon. Um, luckily, I have the privilege of being half English, half Italian. I think I'm going to explore their Italian roots more than ever this Wimbledon. I know it's surprising being the home county um, Grand Slam, but I've just not been impressed by the British players. Bar Norrie. Cam Norrie, yeah. I'll be cheering him on all the way. Right, Aside from that, no, none of them. I'm afraid well, none of the others. Right. They've disappointed me too much. And I would love for the commentary just to be a bit more realistic when they're talking about it and just say, oh, she's brilliant, Heather Watson. The problem is she struggles with her mental side of the game and she just can't seem to get things over the line rather than sugarcoating it and just saying, oh, well, this is what happens when you play Iga Savante, a real champion, the Grand Slam champion, which she is. She's playing terrible. She's hardly won on grass ever. She's not <laughs> even playing well. It's about Heather yeah. Watson not playing well. That's the reason. But they can't say it as it is because they're just too wishy-washy well, and it's annoying. Speak, speaking at the moment, Coco Goff's just been bageled by Elise Mertens in the first round there. That's my winner of uh, Eastbourne. Uh, off to a good start. Good good to see that. Cheers, Coco, for that one. Uh, that's disappointing, to say the least. Um, I was hoping Coco would take to the grass like a duck to water. But... She has not, it seems, unfortunately. Merton's a real, real good player. May I, I think we should touch on, obviously, you're talking about Italians. I just wanted to say a, a quick shout-out to another Italian who won an ITF, uh, Luca Nardi. He yep. won an ITF at the back end of last week. Keep your eyes open or peeled for him. He's going to be on the scene, hitting the Challenger Tour very soon, I'm sure. And then it won't be long. Another year or two, he'll be into those ATP events, I reckon. Yep, 
And then we've got obviously the Wimbledon qualifiers going on right now. Yes. We will be doing a video just like we did for Roland Garros, where we've got our top, is it top five or top 10 qualifiers to watch? Yeah. And then we'll reduce the Probably list five. to yeah. maybe three who we really think are the ones to watch. Um, it's always quite fun to do. And me and Ben have a bit of rivalry there to see yeah. who can have some qualifiers who actually make it. So we've got all that going on. But I think we should probably do the Dosser of last week. Well, we mate, yeah, year. I've uh, yeah, I've had to work around the clock to get two Dossers. It's a double Dosser week. So we'll start off with the week ending. Well, I don't think it's ending. The, the week when it should have been the 14th of June covering the end of Roland Garros, I believe. So we'll start with that one, and then we'll move on to the last week's one. Anyway, right. Don't even have the uh, the beginning thing. We're just going to go straight into it. <laughs> so it's that time again, Dossa of the Week. Here are the nominees. We, first up, we've got Felix Ozier Aliasim. If cats have nine lives, he's used up eight of them, losing in the final again, this time to Marin Cilic in straight sets. Number two, Iga Sviontek. She went out in straight sets to Maria Sakari in Roland Garros. She couldn't defend her title. Then there's Holger Rune. He was 6-3, 5-3, love 15 down against Mikhail Ema, and then he decided to retire. Not sure that's very good sportsmanlike behavior, but the winner is... Igor Sviantek. Well, Igor. so harsh. I know, I thought so. I thought that was very harsh as well. I can't believe I can't quite believe that that was. Uh, she did very well, I thought, in uh, Roland Garros. But the GTL fans spoke. And Eager got Dosser of the Week, unfortunately, for losing in straight sets to uh, Mia Sarker, Maria Sarkari. Yeah, I I think that's really harsh. I think it's uh, yeah, me. I thought it was. I, I agree, was, Universal I, Human. Uh, that's not me. Either. I'm not. Yeah. I, think, I, I don't forget who I voted for, but it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been eager. I was even against... was on fire at the time. She's young. We expected. The problem is, we had so much expectations on her. I feel like the GTL yeah. community had so much hope on her. Um, but eager for me was not the the correct answer. What do you make of Holger Rune? He. Uh... Well, apparently Retire. that's not the reason, mate. He was he he was put on there. So let me know in the chat why he was actually on there. Because I'm uh, unsure. I saw exactly I saw another thing, but I didn't wasn't sure if I was supposed to mention it. It was uh, he had some homophobic comments about uh, an Italian player, uh, Pellegrino, when he was playing. Ever he was saying uh, an f word that oh. was uh, very derogatory to him during the match. Oh, then uh, give it to him, mate. Holgaroon is mine then. <laughs> yeah, mate. Holgaroon's my dosser. But uh, we got Savante. Do we have the next one as well? Or Yeah, yeah. So let's move to the next one. I wasn't sure because there was no reasoning put behind each of the things. I wasn't sure because they weren't written on there by Jordan. But I appreciate Jordan for giving us the winner. I'm sort of just trying to piece together the pieces from two weeks ago. So <laughs> that's what I saw that he retired three points away from the end of the match, which I thought, come on, mate. That's that's bad sportsmanlike behaviour as well. Yeah, Rune was my dosser. Gene agrees as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, but regardless of that, let's get on to the next week's. So, we're back again, making up for lost time. Here is the nominations. It's Daniel Medvedev at number one. He got knocked out in his first grass court match of the season to Jan Leonard Straff in straight sets. Not a good showing. 
Number two, Yannick Sinner. He got knocked out in the first round of Queens to young Brit Jack Draper. Two tie breaks is all it takes. Number three, Irina Sabalenka. She went out on her first match on grass too. This time to Madison Keys. You're going to have to play a lot better than that if you're going to get your hand on that Wimbledon trophy. And the winner is... Daughter. Daughter. Daniel Medvedev. <laughs> Boom. And that's actually what I voted for. I voted yeah, for Medvedev. So... I'm a big fan of him, but... It's just not good enough. It really is. It needs no. to do a lot better than that. We're tipping him as like, oh, the one to be the big threat in at Wimbledon. You can't be losing first round like that. Maybe this as well. week it might be a bit better though. He seems to have picked up a win. Was that today? And uh, might be looking better this week moving forward, I think. Yeah. I can't. Well, I hope so, mate. I really hope so because I love Medvedev and he would have been my big sort of dark horse for Wimbledon. I can't, I can't really have him as a dark horse, but you know what I mean. As yeah. my top five to watch, but it's just losing. Who did he lose to? Was it Struff in the first round? I yeah, believe. Struff in straight sets, yeah. Yeah, it's not not great, really. It's not a good look for him. No, I mean, uh, I was... we. I, I think that one's a tough dosser of the week. The first match everyone's played on grass and they all had lost it that was that was the reason they're all on there and unfortunately it just turned out that Medvedev's the probably the one you'd expect to win the most and he was the one who lost in straight sets so not much you can do about that all they can do is improve but if they don't do well as we know Sabalenka she's going to be playing in I believe she's playing in a match is that this evening I think she's the last match on in Eastbourne tonight against Bernarda Perra if she loses that, that's her last preparation in time for Wimbledon. So uh, it's not going to be looking good. But hopefully she gets the job done and we get to see a really good Sabalenka uh, yeah. entering Wimbledon. Yeah, no, I agree. Because I think she can go very far as well. I think we just see in the end of some of the Wimbledon qualifications, we've got Machak playing right now. Um, and it's 8 all in the third set. Whoa, what? Really? Yep. Oh, come on, Mahach. Tommy Robredo, mate. Rolling back the years. Yeah. What a legend, man. <laughs> I love our radar. loves it, mate. <laughs> We've got Xander Zanslop serving for the match. Nice. He could do all right. We've got Selik Bake, one of my favourites, being Kostin uh, Lestian. He's up a break in the third. Oh. Do you want to go through some of the other people? Do you want me to bring them up on the screen? or are you? Yeah, we can quickly reason? do that and then we'll wrap it up because I think I've got a shoot. He's only going to do a quick one. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Just looking at some of the people on the men's, I've got them up here. You've got Mochizuki. This is a really good one. Yeah. one of who I had as my stocks to watch. Um, <laughs> I believe he actually won Wimbledon in the juniors. Um, and he's not really done much there, since then. We're playing in the ITS. Beat, beat Hugo Gaston today. So many really men. good for him. Yeah, there, There's a lot of them. So we'll just pick a few ones. But the GB one, I think Matusevich, oh, another player funny. who we really like and talk about a lot. He, he bageled Jansen in the second set. I don't know who Jansen is, if I'm honest. Um, but I'm glad he's got through. Nakashima did well to beat a tricky yeah. Vukic. Obviously, we know Vukic beat Alcaraz here last year uh, in the qualification or the year before. That's Thomas Fabiano. Liam's going to be disappointed. Fabiano yeah. crashes out to... What a tough draw, though. Talon Griekspor in the yeah. first round of qualifying. Uh, we got Troitsky. He's made it through. He's uh, one of the veterans now yeah. in the game. Chris O'Connell, friend of the podcast. He's made it through. Come on, Chris. Let's see if you can get through 9-7 in the third there. Great stuff. Surprised Sebast- it was so close, if I'm honest. I didn't think Karansky had any grass court. Nah, I thought he was more clay. Form. Yeah. 
yeah, interesting to keep. We've got Tomic, he's made it through. Anybody else? Uh, Tabona's a big one for me in straight sets, beating Colorino's his first grass. ever match on grass. Yeah, never I seen know. him before. Young uh, Spanish player, really good clay quarter. Robin Let's see Hansen. how he gets on. We had JM Serendolo, he lost unfortunately to Kakard. That can happen. Uh, but I think the other Serendolo won, so it makes up yeah, for he it. Did. Yeah, yeah, and he, he did. beat uh, Melingo Rodriguez. So, yeah, yeah. Here we all, go. all in all, there's, there's a few, but we'll definitely there's so Marchenko. many on the women's as well. Marchenko. We had Marchenko, but we'll go we'll go through these in more detail when we yeah, do our PowerPoint, sure. picking up some of our qualifiers to watch uh, for the tournament. Definitely. We're probably going to wrap this up now. So, big shout out to everyone who joined us. Uh, like the video if you haven't already. Hit the subscribe button, um, and we'll see you maybe tomorrow or the next day. Maybe maybe Thursday. I think we're going to do our next podcast. So hopefully we we'll see yeah. you all Thursday. Indeed, guys. Take care and come on, England. <laughs> Go on, England. <laughs>